0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Toyota's
2: Labor Day sales event is ending soon. Save big with 0% APR on 13 of Toyota's top-selling models like RAV4, Camry, and Corolla. Don't wait. Toyota's Labor Day sales event ends Monday. Toyota, let's go places. Click the banner or visit buyatoyota.com. Hey.
1: Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We
0: are It's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer.
1: From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping. To the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Fort De Leza, Brazil, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about, but maybe you're afraid to voice. Do not worry, we will voice it for you. We talk about everything on this show: politics, President Trump, film, TV, sex, drugs, rock and roll, and the NFL. It's Super Bowl week. This show is posted before Sunday's Super Bowl. We'll give you... Total
0: Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th. Collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities. Up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply.
1: To our picks, better yet, let's have people on to tell us how the Super Bowl is going to roll. What's going to happen? What do we expect? What can we expect? We've got Kurt Menefee, our first guest. Coming on the show. You all know Kurt. He is the best analyst for NFL football there is. You watch him on TV all the time on Fox. And we have Michael Irvin, the legendary playmaker, the Super Bowl winner, the champion of champions when it comes to football from the Dallas Cowboys. So join us. Here we go. Let's bring on our first guest Hut Hut. And hut Hut. Hut Hut. Omaha. Hut. Omaha. <laughs> And now, for all those listening internationally, this is the big week in the United States of America. This is all about the Super Bowl. Not just big in America, but big around the world. And who better to come on our show and talk to us about it? None other than Kurt Menefee. I know you all listen to him. I know you've all seen him. Fox's Network's NFL, Fox NFL Sunday, co-hosting with Jimmy Johnson, Terry Bradshaw, Howie Long, and Michael Strahan. All those guys are amazing, but we've got the man on the show today. Hi, Kurt. How are you?
3: All right, Bruce, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on the show. I can't think of a better week to have you on than Super Bowl week leading up to the bowl game. Are you in Los Angeles or are you in Atlanta? What is your schedule this week?
3: I am in Los Angeles. It's
2: Wednesday afternoon, uh, a little before 2 o'clock local time, but I'm uh, flying out tomorrow morning at 6.15, so I'll be in Atlanta Thursday midday, and uh, they're on through.
1: And then is it, like, nonstop for you, Kurt? I mean, aside from your show that we're going to watch on TV, all the analysis, you're going to be – I'm sure you're going to be pulled every which way but loose.
2: It it, it is. You know, this is um, an off year for us uh, as far as uh, having the Super Bowl on our network. We have it next year from Miami. And, uh, you know, the network's rotated. We get it once every three years. But those other two years, you go down, and you're busy in a different way. You know, because the years that you have it, I mean, you start – the previous Sunday or or Monday at the latest by having broadcasts on, on, you know, your network and your stations and your responsibilities are are in house there. When you don't have it, then your responsibilities are doing, you know, like this podcast, doing interviews with radio stations or newspaper people, uh, doing appearances for uh, different sponsors and those kinds of things. So it's a different type of busy, but it's just as busy. And in some ways, the end of the week is busier when you don't have the game because like when you don't have a game on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're doing corporate events or you're doing something. Right. When you do have it as the host network, you say, hey, um, from Thursday on, I'm not doing anything other than my network obligations because I want to be prepared for the long day and the long haul on Sunday. So you're able to kind of shut it down and get quiet then.
1: Yeah, but unless they hand you the check with five figures on it and say, hey, can you come over for an hour sure. and shake, shake some hands? You're going, I hope.
2: Well, you know, I, I shake my hands early in the week. You know, that's what you do. <laughs> gotcha. And I take as many hands, trust me, as many as possible. But when we do host, I, I do, I think Thursday night, maybe, as you say, if the right cause comes up, but never anything on Friday, Saturday, other than the network responsibility.
1: And you and know? I think... I think Because my so- thing
2: is, you know what, I, 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 I think I'm, I'm professional enough to, to not have it get in the way, but I would never want to have a bad day on Super Bowl Sunday and go, God, if I hadn't done that last night, then maybe I would have been better. So it's it's just a matter of of not having to worry about that.
1: It's a, it's a pure example of the consummate professional that you are, Kurt and in in relation to what I do in my life in one aspect of my life. When I have a UFC on Saturday on Friday night, I get every invitation under the sun to go do something, but I'm like a nun before a show. I want to, I want to get a great night's sleep. I want to do my preparation. And you know you're nonstop. Yep. You've got so much to keep track of, and the amount of preparation is like John Annick preparing for a UFC, even more so with the stats and everything that you got to go over to, you know, to talk with the guys on the dais when you're doing your thing. I totally understand, and and totally agree.
2: And, and that's the thing; it, it, it's a matter of, of also being on the set, and I won't say handling because everyone's an adult, but you know, as host of the show, you're, you're directing it, you know, and it's yeah. You know, when we have the the games, it's you know, four and a half hours minimum pregame. Then you've got your long halftime, and then your long post game. So it's directing traffic with five other personalities at least, uh, you know, getting you in and out of every situation. This is live television in front of 100 million-plus people. So you know, the last thing you want to do is regret having uh, not gotten a good night's sleep or having had that glass of wine before, you know, the, the night before or anything like that. So I just to me, by eliminating all that, it is just one thing that I don't have to worry about.
1: Well, that's why you're so darn good at what you do. You, ah, no, I've been out with you, Kurt. You're far from boring. You've got personality, brother. You've got game. You've got personality. It's all good. So, Kurt, let's let's talk about the big game, okay? I, I'm not going to ask yeah. you who you're betting on or who you pick, and, and that's up to you. Um, I know we, we're not talking about betting with you, but I know that the Patriots are two-and-a-half, if not three-point underdogs at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I do not bet fights because I announce them. But I do like having. No, I, another... I think
2: the Patriots are favorites now, aren't they? Uh,
1: I will I check for that.
2: The Patriots are favorites now because that's it, the, the, you know the, the big talk, and, and I'm not a betting guy, so. But the big talk was that it came out pretty even, and then all the money went on the Patriots because people yeah you know, have seen them, they know them, and so it swung in the Patriots' favor. I do
1: believe. Yeah. No, you are correct. You are part of me. I think the Patriots are now part. Of... I was wrong on that subject. The Patriots are uh, favored by like a field goal right now, basically where it's at. And when you consider mm-hmm. the amount of trips to the uh, Super Bowl, you consider it's just hard to even place a, a pick or a bet against Belichick and Brady. I understand yeah. all that, but but let's talk about it for a second when you look at this. The New England Patriots' strengths, to me, are their running game right now, and they have a very mm-hmm. deep corner group. Very deep corner. But on the road, they seem to struggle on the road with the exception of the other week a couple weeks ago. And there's a lot of interior pressure they got to deal with, you know, coming at coming at Brady and such. How do you how do you see this game? How do you, how do you see this game you know, I, out? I,
2: I think, I mean, let's start and go backwards. I, I think where you said, you know, it's like a field goal game right now, and I think I'm like most people. I believe this game will be close from start to finish. I don't think any team's going to get out to, you know, a two touchdown lead or anything. I'd be surprised if that happens. So right. I, I think it's going to be within one or two possessions at the most throughout the game. And if it's a close game it's almost impossible for your brain to tell you to pick against the Patriots. So I think that's how most people people look at it, and I'm kind of in that category. If it comes down to a, a you know, 31-27, 34-31 kind of game, which I think it will, you know, I, I, I have to lean towards New England, even though if you look at it, everything tells you this should be in the Rams' favor. But everything told you it should have been in the Chiefs' favor at home in Kansas City. The one thing I, I think that maybe two things that I think the, Ram, uh, the um, Patriots can really exploit offensively against the Rams defense. If you look at the Rams, their strength is their front four and their quarterbacks, their secondary period, but particularly the two corners, their weakness, which is a big one is their linebacking core. And mm-hmm. I think that you get, you know, Tom Brady and James white, the running back who, you know, caught 15 passes in the first of his, in the divisional playoff game uh, is that kind of guy. He did it in the playoff in the super bowl against the Falcons. He could catch 10 to 12 passes just going out for a little four-yard dump pass, and that keeps the chains moving, or that turns from a four-yard gain into a 15-yard gain. I also think that the running game they've got with Sony Michelle is something that the Patriots haven't really had since maybe Corey Dillon, I mean, going back that far, mm-hmm. um, that they can rely on. So I think if they get a lead, they can kind of sit on it for a little bit and keep that Rams offense off the field. I think those two factors play so much in the in the Patriots' favor, that in a game that's going to be that close, that that probably winds up being the difference.
1: I, I fully agree with you. And I think another big difference here, even though the Rams played spectacular through the season, I know there's the controversy with the game against the Saints, with the poor call, non-call by the referee. And yeah. uh, there' a lot, of, a lot of controversy there. Do you think if that call was made back then, that they there would have been a change in that game? Or was there too much game left to go, Kurt? Could it have really been a change?
2: No, no. I, I think that that game and the Saints game, if that call had been made, Game's over because the Saints can then, at that point, one would think. Yeah. Although they want to passing on first down, which I never understand. But anyway, they would have had time to run the clock down to less than 30 seconds left, kick a field goal, and it would be almost impossible for the uh, Rams to have gotten back in the field goal position to tie it and send it to overtime. So, had the call been made, the Saints win it in regulation. That said, the Saints still had the ball first in overtime. The Saints still did some things I talk about down there. You know, mm-hmm. why are you running, uh, passing the ball? on first down instead of running the clock. They did some things that kind of took, they had the win and they took it away from themselves. But I I go back to that call and I know people have made a big deal and rightfully so. It was a Mm -hmm. blown call. The league needs to find some way that fans at home can see these plays and the officials on the field can't, which, you know, they're watching live action, so they can't see replays. But some way in between to help them out so that the world is not saying they blew it. And it just stays that way, and we do nothing about it. So there's got to be a way to figure that out. But that said, if you go back to, I'm just throwing this out, week six, Cleveland and Detroit, that same call is probably blown. These things happen. Nobody sees it or nobody makes a big deal out of it because, oh, it's game six, it's the it's regular season. Well, maybe that game costs the team a spot in the playoffs, and you never know what happens when you go to the playoffs. So, unfortunately, is the issue. That so this is not an isolated thing. Calls get blown all the time. They're never going to be perfect, but the NFL needs to find a way to step in and make them less imperfect.
1: I I fully agree with everything you said, and at the same time, Kurt, you know, for seven years you've been working covering the UFC with us, and I'm going to miss you, yeah. my friend. I I know we're with ESPN now, gonna but it, I'm going to miss you guys. Yeah, I'm going to miss you a lot. I you know, one less plane ride for you, but I'm sure it'll be taken up with a trip somewhere else, <laughs> without a doubt. Exactly. But, uh, but you know, even in our sport, you know that the referee calls. I mean, they are the judges. They are the sheriffs of the of the field in Super Bowl. They are the sheriffs of the octagon in MMA. But let's face it, human error is human error, and it can happen. And uh, that's that's one example right there. Before I let you go, Kurt, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. One big thing I think there's a big difference in this game is experience. I mean, you're still talking about the massive mm-hmm. amount of experience of Brady and Belichick. Uh, you know, everybody, Gronkowski, you know, the team going in with a tremendous amount of uh, confidence winning on the road to get to the Super Bowl. Now it's a mutual playing ground. I think experience does play a big part in this. It, you know, usually so. Do you, do you agree that there's going to be an effect on Goff and some of the young talent on the team coming up against the legendary Brady and Belichick? Or is it something if you're a pro, you just they're lifeblood, they bleed the same. Let's just go to war and see you on the field. Superstar.
2: You know, I I maybe would have said that uh, before the championship games. Right. Jared Goff showed me something against the Saints. At the beginning of that game, if you watched it, he was overwhelmed. He clearly was. He couldn't hear. uh, You know, they were trying to tape up his ears. He was flustered. The offensive line was flustered. But they hung in there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now the Saints kick field goals and see how to get in touchdowns. But they hung in there. And they came out in that second half and golf was a different player. Whatever it was, he absorbed all the, 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 the negativity and all the adversity that he had to fight through and turned it around and came through. Had, I didn't think he could do that, in all honesty, before that, because of the lack of experience, not because he's not a good player. It's like most of us. We have to go through things in life before we learn how to, to, to get through it, to take the next step. And I think he did that in that game. So I don't know if he gets flustered by simply being down in the Super Bowl. And I will say that's the one thing that people have always said about him that have been around him, that he's even keel. He's the same guy. I didn't think in a big game he'd be able to overcome that or be even keel, and he truly, truly bounced back. So I, I, don't, I don't think that that's going to be as big of a factor because once you get to playing the game, you know, it, it's like anything else. You get slapped in the face all of a sudden. Now you're like, okay, now we're playing football again. So I do think it's just going to come down to normal execution, uh, efficiency on offense. And, you know, one of these defenses is probably going to have to make a play. And I just think, again, it's going to be close throughout. And any close game, it's hard for me to pick. Maybe because of experience. Uh, because I've seen this experience happen before. It's hard to pick against Belichick and
1: Brady. Well, I'm five for six in the playoffs over the last two playoff weekends. Not that that's going to create, you know, success. Well, which way are you going? I take, I, I'm taking the New England Patriots minus two and a half points. I think it's a great bet. I certainly would be excited to see the Rams win. I live in Los Angeles, um, but my yep. team has always been the Philadelphia Eagles. They're not, out, they're not in the picture. They're out of the picture, but it's been a fun you know, couple years with them. But I've always been a fan of Brady and Belichick. I can't help but, and yeah. let's face it, everybody, I work with the UFC, from Dana to John Anik to you, David, is from Boston, <laughs> yeah. and I better be, I better be taking all right. the Patriots.
3: <laughs>
2: so, all, <laughs> well, it's going to be a stuff. fun game, I, I honestly believe, regardless.
1: I think it's going to be a real fun game, and you're right. You know, it's a matter of when that pass is thrown, the first hit is made. It's the same as going into a fight in the octagon. You know, you don't know who you are till you're punched yep. in the face. But once you get punched in the face, it's game time. So I'm looking forward to a exactly. great game, and I'm looking forward to seeing you, Kurt. Super Bowl bound. Always Have a great Dr. time,
3: Bruce. Man, always.
1: Thank, Thank you. you, Kurt. Enjoy Have the a, game. I will. I will enjoy it. I'll enjoy you. Have a great time. Have a great day. And enjoy your week this week.
2: All right. Take care,
1: brother. Thank you, Kurt. Take care, of my brother. Well, there you have it. It's uh, you know what this is. Kurt Menefee is one of the top, if not the top analyst. You know when it comes to analyzing the NFL. It's great to hear his viewpoints on it. I agree with him fully, TJ. You know the experience factor is big, but the Rams are proven. They're ready for the game. So uh, Sunday's going to be big. But we have one more expert to hear from in about fifteen minutes on his time. We're coming up next, rather, and that's uh, the Hall of Fame superstar from the Dallas Cowboys, Michael Irvin, coming on the show. I'm interested to see what his take is on the Super Bowl, too.
0: Right, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll talk to uh, Irvin next. Sounds good. It's time.
1: You asked for it and you got it at BruceBuffer.com. Championship introductions at a special rate are now provided for all of you as a keepsake for life, like you are being introduced like a champion in the cage. Just go to BruceBuffer.com. Specials. For championship introductions, weddings, birthdays, voicemail, and business recordings. I'm here for you if you need me. Check me out at BruceBuffer.com. And now, our next guest is very special for this show. This man has many nicknames. Nicknames because he's a champion of champions. My favorite being the playmaker. Let's bring on Michael Irvin. Hi, Michael. How are you?
3: Hey, I'm doing well, buddy. How are you, man? I'm down here in Atlanta.
1: The weather's coming in, getting a little cold right now, but
3: but I think it'll be okay for for, for this weekend, for Sunday.
1: Well, you know, um, it's an enclosed arena, right? It's an enclosed uh, stadium, so that'll help. Uh, you're yeah, watching.
3: Yeah, you're right. That will help. That will help a whole lot. But I yeah. was talking about just the movement around this city so everybody can get out and enjoy the, the things that go on around the Super Bowl before we even get
1: to the Super Bowl. And you know Michael, you've been to so many Super Bowls whether in uniform playing on the field, winning them or whether in a suit watching them and analyzing them. So you've seen the energy in many different cities. Does every city have its own flavor? Is there a different flavor to Atlanta this weekend would you say? It's one of the bigger, more exciting or how would you put it?
3: Yeah, but but you're right. You you're absolutely right. Every city does have its own flavor. And whatever the city's known for, it will get it will get a, a boat of electricity in that area. You know, Atlanta is a nice. It's a nice. It's a party city. It's a right. party city known for good nightlife, and it will get a huge boat in that area. But but it's also a great place to go out and find some southern food, get some good eatings, and all of those things. So you you gonna enjoy that part of it too.
1: Oh, it's a classic town. I gain about five pounds every time I go to Atlanta because I eat everything I don't normally eat when I'm home. And I hope you do the same. But you don't gain any weight, right. Michael. Every time I see you, I tell you every time I see you, you look like you just got out of the uniform or just ready to put it on. You stay in shape 365 days a year. It's very impressive. And before I forget, before I forget, I want to thank you, Michael. You watched uh, the 10 personality show at the UFC and you sent me a really Wonderful, heartfelt text. And that meant the world to me, Michael. And I really appreciate your comments and your kind words.
3: Well, I, I, I mean it, Bruce. I mean, and, and I was watching, just think about this, man. I'm watching it on, on, on ESPN, Top 10 Personalities in the UFC, and, and they add you at five, and then it brings you on. I know. I know I'm watching a show. <laughs> I know it's a show. And, and they got you doing, it's time. I'm like, I'm getting hyped. I know, ain't no damn fight coming on after this. What am I <laughs> in this play? I was still hyped, buddy. I was so hyped. That's why I had to send you that text. I said I got to text a man just because <laughs> I, he's got me hyped, and I'm not even got. I don't even got a fight to watch right now. You're just the best at what you do, and and I can appreciate that. That's why I love even seeing the Patriots. It's the ninth time in 18 years that they've gotten to this game because I can focus, and I got appreciation for people when they are the very best at what they do. The Patriots are and so are you, buddy.
1: Oh uh, thank you, Michael. Thank you so, so, so much. You made my ear, made my day, made my week and to hear it again the same thing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's talk about the game, okay? We've got the legendary Tom Brady coming out. We have the legendary coach and Bill Belichick coaching this game. We have the Rams with Goff, who's proven himself to be a playmaker, proven himself to be worthy of being in the Super Bowl, but does not have the experience factor that Irvin. Uh, that excuse me. Well, yeah, that Michael Irvin has—that's for sure. That, right. right, right. That, that that Brady and Belichick have. How do you see this game? I know. You know, I, I like to bet football because I don't, I don't bet fights because I announce them. I'm sure you, you know, you're the same way with football and all. Right. But I do like right. the line they gave the uh, Patriots of minus 2.5 points. I think it's an incredible bet, but anybody could win on any given Sunday. So as an analyst, how would you break this down? Is experience going to be the key edge in this, along with defense, as always, that wins Super Bowls? How do you see this, please, Michael?
3: Experience matters. When, when you have it, and it doesn't matter when you don't have it. Uh, we were in this position in 92, when at Super Bowl 27, when we went in, we were playing against the Buffalo Bills, who had been to three straight Super Bowls. You know, this the third straight Super Bowl, and, and we had no experience on our team for Super Bowls, and you talk about it, you say, well, it doesn't matter. Experience doesn't matter. If you, If you can play, you can play, you can play anywhere. You say that until you get in the game, and you realize this is a difference. I've been waiting to play in this game all my life. So it is different. And then you have to manage those emotions and don't get too high and don't get caught up in it. Uh, and, and the Rams will have to manage those emotions. But if they can manage it, they have the tools they need to win this football game. They got Donald and Sue who can get the push of the middle of the football field. And they got good cornerbacks who can press those um, receivers of the Patriots and make Tom Brady hold on to the ball. Sitting having the tools and getting it done, though, Bruce, two different things. And right. you playing against the best in Brady and Belichick.
1: Yep, and they always seem to find a way to win, as was witnessed, you know, uh, two weeks ago. They just They're, find a way. They find a way, but a very exciting game. Uh, Brady gets another ring. You know, here's the thing, Michael, and you, you know you were like this, too. You still are. The passion that Brady exudes when he's playing the game, when he right. scores a touchdown, he's the same reaction as I remember when he was a 20-something starting off in the league. He has never lost that will-to-win champion attitude, and that's what keeps him going. I just don't see this man retiring anytime soon.
3: And, and he's way too good for that. We did on opening night, Monday night, they had both guys up. They had Jared Goff, Tom Brady, and then they had McCourty, and, and leave up, and they were asking questions. And one of the things they asked, they said, Brady, what advice would you give a young Jared Goff? Since, J- you know, Brady was in that situation when he was 24 years old, getting ready to play, uh, play in his first Super Bowl. He said, what advice would you give Jared Goff? He said, I, I ain't got no advice for him right now. <laughs> I'm not giving this guy any advice. I'm trying to win this football game. That that, that competitive edge that never dies and never goes anywhere. That's what makes you great. That's why he is the greatest to ever play the game.
1: Right, exactly. Can't agree more fully. And Belichick too, probably one of the greatest, or is one of the greatest to ever coach the game. And you know, you got to give it to Gronkowski, and you got to give it to the other people on the team. These guys are just experienced NFL warriors. But I, I really looking forward to this game. Really looking forward to the Rams getting in there. It's going to be a fun game. And I want you to make sure you eat tons of barbecue, shake tons of hands. I'm sure you're nonstop from this point forward, and get your beauty rest, Michael. This is a big weekend for you, big weekend for the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, buddy. I I, I, I will get I will get all the right eating in, but I don't know if I'm gonna get all the right rest because it <laughs> is just too much, man. You, you 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 always complain. You say I'm not going out. I'm not going to dinner then tomorrow night. I'm not stopping by, but. Everybody have, has a party. you got to stop by and say hi. Exactly. And that thing takes on a whole new meaning. So, so yeah, I'm expected to be exhausted by the time I leave here Monday.
1: You know what? It's not your first rodeo, Michael. You're going to be just fine. You'll get through this, and you'll shine as you always do. And I'll be watching, my friend. Looking forward to seeing you around the UFC campus. I know you're a big fan, and we all love the fact that you're a big fan. I, believe me, we really appreciate your supporting us the way you do. Thank you, Michael, and thank you again for your friendship. It means a lot to me.
3: I appreciate it, Bruce. I appreciate it, man. I am a huge fan, man. And I, I tell you, I, I get home. I, I, I try. All I do is put on all the reruns. I just watch them. I, I just love <laughs> what fighting, what, what it is, and what, what what the sport is, man. It brings the best out of guys, and and I love that, buddy.
1: That's awesome. That's from a champion to champions, and we we respect that. Thank you, Michael. Have a great week, my friend. Be safe, but have tons of fun.
3: I will do, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy.
1: Thank you so much. Take care, buddy. Take care, champ.
0: All right. Thanks, Bruce. The great
1: 8-0. Michael Irvin, the great eight oh. 0 People, if you're not you know, knowledgeable about football from the past, we just talked to one of the greatest football players to ever play the game. You have think, to really respect and appreciate this.
0: I think that's his second
1: or third time on the show as well. But he loves the show. It's like if I call him and say you want to come on the show, boom, I'll be there, Buff. We know what time. But, you know, he sent me this text. Um, which I won't read what it said, but it was so complimentary. Probably had f bombs
0: in there, right? No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. It was a text, strictly just really appreciated. Saw you on the show. You're deserving. You get me excited every time I see you. Nobody better. It was just really, it was just really, really cool because it came out of nowhere. That's you know? awesome. I mean, yeah, to awesome.
0: have the uh, the respect of someone who is so well respected in his field. Uh, you know, what's that old saying? You know, game recognized game. You know, that, that's pretty great.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he had the words exactly. I, I liked his viewpoint about experience as I did Kurt Um, You know, we just heard from two of the top analysts, one being an a ex-football player and world champion Super Bowl winner it, more times than one.
0: And you're right, Buff. I mean, Michael Irvin, if we're doing like an alumni game, oh, he, he's, he's my round one pick. Please. Absolutely. Ab- I I
1: see some of these uh, from the, his era in the past. Willie Galt. Willie Galli it play for the Oakland Raiders. I see him at the gym, you know, all the time. I've not seen him recently in the last year. But it looks like they can just put on the pads and do everything the same. Right. They don't look any different.
0: No, not I mean, I, I would get giddy if I saw Aikman and Irvin on the field together with a ball to play catch. Oh,
1: yeah. It's, you, won't, you won't believe how big Aikman is when you see him in person, as most quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, they're
0: huge. I think huge. that's probably the most deceiving position in all of sports because you think of quarterbacks and – mainly because i think the league treats them as you know fragile little china dolls but you think of quarterbacks as you know sort of meager figures you know not not the biggest athlete on the field and then you stand next to one and realize that most of them are like 6364
1: easy like peyton manning and they're not just 6364 they're built i mean you gotta figure
0: 260 pounds and whatnot it's crazy look at look at the hits these guys take
1: you know it's incredible and then you got uh uh the smaller 5'10 quarterback playing for the Cleveland Browns right now Mayfield you know right. but he's tough you got to be tough you got to be tough to oh, play man. that that position with that question well listen we are in football week and there are some things here I want to go into I want to talk a little bit uh before we sign off you know we talk about CBDs on the show all the time I'm, all the time
0: I'm sitting in a CBD company right now that's where my new studio is cool good get with them keep you in a happy
1: mood uh And again, for those of you that are not educated on what CBDs are, they are a derivative. They are extracted from the hemp plant, the plant that makes, you know, the marijuana plant. But they do not have THC in them, which is the content, the drug content that makes you high from drinking the weed to whatever level it makes you high. CBDs have been known or have been found to be extremely, extremely effective and helpful for pain, for anxiety, for sleep, for depression. But I want to talk about pain. And we talked about it on the show. Pain in the football game is tantamount. These guys, I'm telling you, they're beat up. Uh, Look at retired players. Look at what they go through at the end of the day. Look at them hitting the hot tubs, taking whatever they take. And they're pushed into extreme pain. They're pushed into taking opiates. Opiates have been proven to create more addiction in this country, leading to heroin addiction than any other prescription drug you can possibly take, which will lead you potentially along that way. Well, also,
0: too, to kind of add on what you're saying, um, Pain medication doesn't heal. It just suppresses pain. So when it wears off, what are you doing? You're going back to the bottle, and you're getting more pain medication. You want to take something that's going to, you know, if you have, you know, swelling, inflammation, you want something that's actually going to make it better. Uh, Opiate pain medication is not going to take away any of that inflammation. Right.
1: And what you're doing is you're putting on a Band-Aid. That's all you're doing. You're putting on a band aid. You're not solving L- the issue. Let's be well, honest.
0: You're not even putting on a band aid. You're getting drunk. You're getting drunk. Yeah. You're 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 basically
1: calming down the nerves. Yeah. So, with that being said, you're tricking the nerves not to feel the pain. Now, here's an example of where society's going. Terrell Davis, star star running back for the Denver Broncos. Okay, and they had a great career, but he is now launching his own CBD company, as a lot of people are, and that's fine. But there's reasoning, and what he's saying is true. He has defy that's his new cbd product that he's coming out with this spring right but he says one of his key reasons is he would have played a lot longer than he did if the nfl would have allowed him to take cbds when he was playing for the denver broncos it's one of his main reasons behind doing this aside from the fact that there's probably a lot of money to be made one other individual that's gotten into this very strong tj is surprisingly enough is joe montana the great quarterback it, for the it, San Francisco 49ers. It, it
0: shouldn't be surprising anymore. I mean, this is the thing. There's a negative connotation um, for some people with marijuana and THC, and I understand that. You know, sometimes uh, people indulge and can't control their, you know, indulgence, and, and it's an issue. But CBD is no different than menthol. Do you know what I right. mean? Like, it, it's, it's really not. And a lot of CBD products that you'll find – they pretty much are like a, like a pain relief cream. It pretty much is Ben Gay, but it has the addition of CBD because cannabidol will help with inflammation. It, it, think of it more as like uh, a less toxic and hard on your body uh, ibuprofen. You know what I mean? It, the idea of Joe Montana, he's signing a board with, with CBD. Like, yeah, it's CBD. It's He's not saying go get high, kids.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. And Joe Montana is a major investor now in a company called Caliva, which is a major legal marijuana operation that's based out of San Jose, California. Now, Joe Montana has proven himself that he's a a definite um, adept businessman, not just a great champion, Super Bowl winning quarterback and Hall of Famer. Uh, Basically, he's had a number of successful businesses. Now, this is his new run. He's 62 years old. They're basically going through a um, thing where they're going to sell everything from marijuana you know, joints to vape pens and marijuana beverages. and now they're seeking funding for seventy five million dollars in funding to run the company. It's amazing how big this industry yeah. is.
0: I mean, now th- that's not much different than than Connor McGregor, you know doing the proper twelve thing. you know what I mean it's it's uh, it's a different using, type of thing they're it's a using his image yeah, for sure yeah for sure. and there's exactly. nothing wrong with it at all, honestly. like if there's if nothing
1: wrong with it except no. except except marijuana is a lot healthier than than oh,
0: I mean, okay. you're not going to find an argument uh, against that here, Buff. I mean, I would, I would much rather see someone smoke weed every day and you know see how they turn out in 20 years, rather than someone who drinks every day and see how they turn out in 20 years. It's a, it's a much different picture.
1: All right, so now during the Super Bowl, we're going to see beer ads. We may even see a liquor ad. Yeah. Okay. Here's something that happened: a very formal, proper, cool medical marijuana TV ad was made for the Super Bowl. The company was willing to spend the millions, the millions that you have to spend to air it on the Super Bowl. Was it rejected? It was rejected.
0: I know now, exactly do, why.
1: Do you have the item I sent you?
0: I do not. I don't have it in front of me. But can, I I make can, a, can I make a guess as to why it was rejected? Go ahead. They may not say this outright, but a lot of companies are not able to actually take payment from marijuana companies because... The money that is transferred technically on the federal level, it is drug money. And we all know when it comes to banks, banks are insured by the FDIC, which I don't know what it all stands for, but I believe the F is federal. So at any point when you take money from one of those companies at the federal level, it could be confiscated because technically still at the federal level, that is illicit money
1: okay, I, I I'm very aware of that, and that could be one reason. It wasn't brought out that that was the reason. It's more brought out that uh, and very well could be. But they're willing to pay okay, that's that's the company when you take payment. You need to pay in cash when you go to these dispensaries. But if a company is not not,
0: not not even so my wife works for a manufacturing company, and they can't do business with with uh, marijuana companies and they don't take cash. They 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 don't take take cash. No, but I mean, no, 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 they don't. They they can. I mean, you can make, you can write a check to them, but they can't take the money from these companies because technically, it can be seized.
1: It'd be interesting to know the exact reason why this commercial was turned down. If that's the reason, if it's a matter of doing business that way, I, I would seem to think that if a publicly traded company or a major corporation wanted to put an ad on the show and they wanted to pay it out of their corporate account where they do receive monies, you know, legally and not from the sale of marijuana.
0: yeah, I mean, I'm I'm guessing that, I'm guessing they that, don't that, even have a corporate account, Bruce, because they can't put that they can't put money earned from that in a bank. Gotcha. It'd be interesting to know. So let's say it's one of two things: it's either
1: that, or they just didn't want to run the ad. And if they didn't want to run the ad, but the payment was proper, well, then I I think that's you know that's not fair. At but that point, again,
0: at that point, I want to know what the standards and practices are. Like, yeah. is there is there a list that says okay, it is okay to run ads for Anheuser Busch? in alcohol, but it's not okay for marijuana. And where do we run it? Like, where do we, where do we end that line? Like if there's a war against acetaminophen, are we not going to see Advil commercials? Right. Okay. Again, it's all conjecture at this
1: point. Right. Watch the ad. The ad was very well done. It showed the reasons people take it. Um, I can see that there's still going to be a conservative attitude towards this because of all the children watching the Super Bowl. It is definitely a big step.
0: Yeah, but, but that, th- that's think, not I'm sorry, Bruce. That's that's not a good argument. All the no, children no, watching. I know I'm, I'm with I, you. I'm, I'm furthering your I'm point. Just,
1: I'm just trying to figure out why it's yeah. not being aired. All the children the watching.
0: Reasons. Well, OK, children can't drink beer either. You know what I mean? So why are we? Yeah, you know see- what?
1: I drive I'm sorry I drive down the street now yeah there's so many marijuana dispensaries there oh they're it's everywhere going, there's one, one like become, two
0: blocks from Disneyland
1: yeah there's there's three or four within a uh, one and a half mile radius of, of my home when I get over to where all the businesses are um and they're putting out billboards. You know, I, I see big billboards almost every street I go down and everything. So it's not a matter of keeping it away from no. the kids. You have to explain to your kids right. because it's just so evident these days. So it's about communication. I, Parents, educate your kids like sex education. They definitely need the drug education. Definitely need the yeah. cannabis education. It's just being pushed in their face everywhere at, they
0: go. At this point, Bruce, like I don't even know if you need to have an explanation or conversation with your kids because they're growing up with it in their lives already. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, sure, sure, you need to have a conversation with them the same way you need to have a conversation with them about alcohol, you know, or any, any other vice, but, but, you know, I mean, like I remember growing up the ultimate fighting championship was taboo, Bruce. It wasn't on TV. And, you know, I had to search it out. And, and a lot of my friends, when they finally saw it, it was novel. It was crazy to them because it was forbidden. But now if you go to a 16 year old kid now, they're not going to have any idea that MMA was not on television. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always something that yeah. just was. Same thing with like poker. I mean, you remember like 20 years ago, poker was nowhere to be found, and then all of a sudden it just blew up and it was everywhere.
1: Yeah, it's just it's it's out there, and it just you know again educate educate your kids, keep them clear. A lot of things but, are out there, and you're absolutely yeah. right what you're saying. If they don't know it, they figure it was normal. Right. They don't and, know. And That's I, mean, I don't grew up
0: I don't ever remember being a kid going, oh my god, a liquor store. You know what I mean? No. Like, oh, my dad never said TJ. That's a liquor store. You know what I mean? It was more like TJ. Yeah. Wait in the car while I go in the liquor store. But that's right. a that's a completely right. different store. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it. I I don't know, Bruce. It it's it's taboo because we have multiple generations that are still alive. You know, to the to the eldest generation. You know, you still have people that saw reefer madness as a real PSA. You know what yeah, I mean? It's it,
1: the World War II World War generation, right? You know, and, which and, is before them.
0: And, yeah. and it's fine to have that point of view, but also let's not. Let's not demonize one thing that is not as bad as as another thing. And, yeah. you know, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, again, like I'm 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 a supporter of marijuana. I've never smoked marijuana in my life. I have no real interest in using marijuana. Um, but facts are facts. You know what I mean? And uh, if it helps people, what do I care?
1: Exactly. I, I'm all about what helps people and, and what's the best for them, for their health and their well-being. Uh, here's an interesting story as we get out of the world of the, ever changing world and expensive and rich and money making world of the cannabis world. You know, I've heard about uh passengers on airplanes having heart attacks, God forbid passing away. Uh, you know, is there a doctor on the plane, whatever. But I've never heard about a flight attendant dying on a plane while they're working. Oh, three hours yeah, in, wow. I've never heard about this before. It's changed. No. Three hours into a Hawaiian Airlines flight from Honolulu to New York, meaning there was still another six hours to go. Oh my God. Give or take a flight attendant was having a medical emergency. Um, the doctors and the crew members they found performed CPR on Emil Griffith uh, before he suddenly fell ill Thursday night. 31-year veteran of the uh, airline, uh, and there were 253 passengers on board, 12 crew members, and I'm sorry to say that uh, he did not make the flight. He passed away on the flight.
0: And they, they were probably. Oh, you said it was a Hawaiian airline. Yeah, Hawaiian Airlines on the way to New York, on the way to New York, three hours in. You wonder where they were. You know, I mean, I assume they were over the Pacific, so there's really not much you can do as far as landing plane. Not much you can do. I mean, uh, you and I, I mean, you've taken more flights than I have, but I've taken a lot of flights over the last decade, and uh, I've I've heard that unfortunate call, is there a doctor on the plane, Mm -hmm. at least three or four times? And I mean, we're talking about hundreds of flights that I've taken, so it doesn't happen a lot, but again, three or four times, you don't hear a lot of people ever, hearing that call and it's, no. it's terrifying, Bruce. I've, n- I've never had to be diverted, um, to deal with the medical emergency. It's happened twice. It happened one time it was on takeoff. Someone had a seizure and then we had someone that had a seizure upon landing. And, uh, I mean, they, they were just taken off the, uh, the plane relatively quickly but, once we landed, but it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a very scary and, and very helpless feeling. Right. Plus, in
1: this case, it wasn't a passenger. It was an actual flight attendant. Right. That's, that's the point. I've never I've never, you know, witnessed a story I mean, like that. But we, anyway, we've heard
0: about pilots passing away. I've never pilots, heard about yeah, a, a flight attendant. Flight attendant.
1: Well, 31 year old figured he's 25 right. or so when he started 56, I, you know, it's probably one of those
0: things. Who I think knows? I think you actually hit the nail on the head there. I mean, flight attendants generally are not past, what, 35, 40 years old. I mean, you, you have some you know, a lot of, there's a lot
1: of seniority in flying from flight attendants, male and female. Sure. But both. still,
0: yeah. I think, I think being a flight attendant is a younger person's job.
1: I would think so. The adventure of the whole thing, the reason they get yeah. into it.
0: I mean, so I, you can't was, really have roots. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I've, I, I dated a flight attendant and, uh, come to find out I, I was just one of her many boyfriends. So, uh, I
1: dated a flight attendant from London and Come, turns out that I was very happy being one of her many stars. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I didn't
0: say it was terrible, but but I mean it, it's it's kind of a rock star lifestyle. you You live in multiple places at one time.
1: Uh, I have a funny idea. I know something about that. Um, so with that being said, uh, I want to go on. I don't mean to end it on this note. <laughs> you're gonna kill me? Easy, James Bond. Oh, uh, Netflix, Netflix, i was I got home at like ten o'clock at night. I had a bus- business meeting and dinner wiped out. I really need to sleep. I slept like three hours the night before right. the business house. meeting
0: with flight attendant or
1: <laughs> No, com- no comment. My okay, friend. Okay. So um, it was it was a pleasurable meeting. So anyway, I wound up watching Ted Bundy. The, oh, the, no, I've the, seen Netflix. this. I, I wound up watching it. It's like five oh. or six hour long shows. TJ, I, I didn't watch it, was,
0: it but it's, it sounds chilling.
1: It's chilling. We know the story, if you're educated back then, of the serial killer who was absolutely frightening. It is every show. It got me deeper and deeper in it, even though I knew the story. I could not stop watching and stayed up till 3.30 in the morning till like I finished the series. Now my brain is going a mile a minute because of all the sinister, horrific things that I saw, right. understood, and learned. Do not watch this show at the end of the evening, but definitely catch this show if this is up your alley because it is so well done and it is so frightening looking into the mind of a serial killer like Ted Bundy. It is just, it's just frightening. It's frightening. There's yeah, no I mean, that,
0: that's the problem with me, Bruce. The only time I really flip over to Netflix is when everyone else is falling asleep and I want to watch something stay, as I wind stay down. Stay away from this one. Yeah, I'm, stay, it's probably not going to happen. I'll have to save but, it for a flight or something. Yeah, Which, watch, I, Joey,
1: watch Joey Diaz, Joe Rogan, or Tony Hinchcliffe do their comedy specials. Stay away from this one. Not late at night. Not my recommendation. All right, TJ, the Super Bowl is coming up. New England, two and a half, minus two and a half is my bet, but may the best team win i um, just looking forward to a great game however it flies I'm um, in town go to Melbourne Australia next week will not be uh, in Fortaleza Brazil uh, for the show as much as I wish I was but I will be back in Brazil in May uh, to see all my great Brazilian friends and all the great Brazilian fans of the UFC down there which I love um, good show excellent show Kurt Benefee Michael Irvin can't ask for better guests than that can't ask for a better co host so, TJ, let him know what you need to let him know, and I'll see you next week.
0: Yeah, I would appreciate if everyone followed me on social media. I'm at TJ DeSantis pretty much everywhere. Um, and then uh, if you like more mixed martial arts content, check out my radio shows available at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash between rounds. Uh, yeah, I'll be uh, covering this weekend's uh, big event in uh, Fortaleza, and then obviously looking forward to you doing your thing down there in Melbourne. Sounds great. And for me, I have a
1: full week planned. Then I'll be on the plane down under, which I love. Can't wait to get to Melbourne. Can't wait to get to the Crown Casino. Yes, people have been writing me. If I have free time, you will find me at the 510 No Limit Hold'em table at the Crown Casino or the 5-5, whichever one has a seat open. I'd like to be comfortable, but I'll plan- I guarantee you I'll give you plenty of action if you want to join me for some poker. Uh, that'll be the night before the show and possibly the day after the show. So there you go. You know where I'm at. (laughs) And with that being said, we'll be back next week. Everybody, treat everybody around you with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Set your path. Set your goals. Step on that path with full knowledge of what you're about to do and be the best you can be. That's what we talk about on It's Time Radio. It's about being the best you can be, both as a person, as a role model, and to your sphere of influence in life, and to yourself. Look in the mirror. Be happy with what you see. I'll talk to you next week. I'll be back with you next week. Buffer out.